The Slotted Lamb, a Movies by Minute watch of the John Glenn is written and directed 1981, horror classic, an American world from London. I'm your host, Troy, and I want to thank you for joining me on this journey. Now, before I go any further, I would just like to play for you a little clip that I recorded during my last episode. It's pretty much self-explanatory, and I'll come back at the end to explain more. All right. Adrian, mm-hmm. I would like you to tell me, in your best recollection, how does American Wolf in London go? Um, the one guy has really good hair, and they have puffy jackets, or vests, puffy vests. Although you told me it was a jacket, but I'm pretty sure it was a vest. The only thing I really remember about this is there's weird pub in the middle of nowhere. It looks very cold and wet. And... I guess the one guy must get turned into a werewolf. The guy with the good hair, I think, is the one that gets turned into the werewolf. Something about a movie theater. There's a movie theater, and um, the best part of the whole movie is when the little kid goes, The naked American man stole my balloons. Because he's naked and he needs the balloons to cover his bits. And that's pretty good. I don't know why they're in England. I assume that they're like, you know... Tourists or whatever, because I think they have backpacks. I'm sure they have backpacks. Um, and obviously, at least one of them is American, because he's an American werewolf. But he, really, he's not an American werewolf, because he got made a werewolf in London. So he's actually a London American werewolf, because he didn't get made in a, a werewolf by an American. So he got made a werewolf by a... London werewolves. So he's not really an American werewolf. Anyway, that's that's all I remember. Is that enough? Are you laughing at me? You're laughing at me. I can see it in your face. You're laughing at me. He's laughing at me again. You now, marry? what you're saying is, you're saying that the title of the movie is incorrect, An American Werewolf in London, when he actually isn't a werewolf before he shows up. Is that what you're trying yeah. to say? Yeah. Like, you know, if you marry someone, you kind of, like, get the citizenship of the country that you're living in. Like, you become, you know, like how we say, oh, this person is a Ukrainian, is, like, Canadian, Ukrainian, Canadian, because, you know, they, 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 uh, moved, they moved here and married a Canadian, but he's gone to London and become a werewolf. So he's not really an American werewolf because the werewolf that made him was in London. So his disease is a London werewolf disease. But he's still an American to begin with. But he's not an American werewolf. He's an American that got turned into a werewolf in London. He wasn't, he's not yes, an American werewolf because a... he started out as a normal person. He didn't become a werewolf until he was already in England. So he's not an American werewolf. So you're saying <laughs> an American who's a werewolf in London? Is that what you're saying? An American that you became, he became a werewolf in London, but he's not an American werewolf until he, because he... Because he didn't start off as a as a werewolf. He's American, but he became a werewolf in London. So it's kind of a misnomer. Because it's... So, wait. So you're saying it should be called what, then? I don't know. An American becomes a werewolf in London? I'm just saying. Well, technically, that's correct. Because he actually doesn't transform into a werewolf until he's in London. He's yeah. not attacked in London, though. No. No, but he's attacked in England. So he's not, yeah. so he's, you know, he, he's attacked by an English werewolf. Right. Or possibly Scottish, because they're kind of beastie. So no, I don't no. know. It's East Proctor where it takes place. Yes, I know, but you don't know that that guy's werewolfness didn't come from Scotland. 
Okay, okay. I understand where you're coming from, yes. Genealogically speaking. Yeah, okay. All right. So that was my other half, Adrian. While she does not really enjoy horror movies, she watches them anyways. And I thought, you know what? What better way to continue on this podcast than to have a co-host? And, everybody, I'd like to introduce you to Adrian. Adrian, say hello to the folks. Hello, I'm Adrian. And I guess I'm going to be watching An American Werewolf in London a minute at a time with you guys. And uh, just for the record, I don't hate Scottish people. I am partially Scottish, so, you know, I just was saying that they might be werewolves from Scotland. That's all. All right, so this episode, we're going to be breaking down minute seven of An American Werewolf in London. Are you ready? Sure. Okay, so the actual minute starts with the uh, boys... uh, still approaching the village, and it ends with them saying hello to everyone as uh, everyone stops to look at the people that just entered. There's a totally British way of looking at people. (laughs) Oh, look, some people we don't know totally just walked into our pub, so we're all just going to, like, be quiet and look at them. All right, so at the beginning here, the boys are just going to be uh, traveling further down the hill towards the village. It grows darker uh, the uh, closer they get and once again the, the moors that the, they were filming around is actually the Black Mountains in Wales and the village that they're approaching is uh, East Proctor is a tiny village of uh, Crickadam which is about six miles southeast finally in the village uh, the boys under almost complete darkness at first only lit by the moon from behind as they approach the first building that they see. The slaughtered lamb. Uh, The lights from within uh, light them up for the viewers to see. So, as you can see, it's quite dark, right? You can still tell they're wearing puffy coats, Dad. Yeah, you can definitely tell they're wearing puffy coats. I'm all about the puffy coats. i got to say, though, like, I'm not going in a a pub with a sign like that. I'm just not. You're not? No, I'm I'm just not. What's wrong with that? Oh, you're in Jack's corner, like, I'm not going in there. The I'm not going there. Lamb. Yeah. I'm not going there. there. That is a head on a pike. That is a head I on mean, a pike. I mean, it's yes. a wolf. And, and that's the thing, too. Like, you know, if it was a person's head on a pike, I might go in. But that poor animal, just because they're farmers and they don't want to share their sheep with the wildlife. So, uh, also, if you notice, once they show the shot of the actual sign for the slaughtered lamb... Uh, when it cuts back to the boys, you can see that there's a little more light on them than there was in the previous shot. Because oh. it looks like the whole entire sequence was shot. What is what is the phrasing? Is uh, shot. Uh, oh, like what they used to do with Forever Night. Yeah, exactly. Shot. Uh, shot day for night. Yeah. So they, 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 sh- they shot. They shot during the day, but then tint the yeah, final yeah, yeah. Print to make it look darker. Yeah, to make it look darker than it actually really is. Yeah. So they shot day for night. That like was you. very common back in the day. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And when you're limited to a small shooting schedule, because you haven't listened to the previous episodes, there's uh, this is a shooting schedule of, like, two months. Yeah, you were saying that yeah. they had a very tight schedule. Yeah, yeah, so, so they basically did, and again, they shot everything in order. Well, which is uh, normally not done, but... Yeah, yeah. But um, that's what, who was it that was talking about that? Oh, it was, it was Keanu. <laughs> who was it that was talking about that? Oh, wait, it was Keanu who was talking about this sense of urgency in old, when they were shooting with film. Mm-hmm. That's gone now. 
Yeah. There's no sense of urgency. So yeah, if oh, you yeah, can imagine, sure. yeah. not only are you on this tight schedule where you only have two months, but you're also shooting everything in film. So you you have to be precious about every mm-hmm. minute oh, yeah, of your, your time. Your it's, takes have to. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. and so. And that's when he was talking about how the people, you know, now it's like they yell cut and people are just all in this out, out with their phones and stuff because there's no sense of urgency because they can mm-hmm. just keep going and they can fix everything in post. Yeah. Plus, the other thing is it's an American production shooting in England. So it's also a totally different atmosphere of filming as well. Jack obviously asks a bunch of questions about what's going on. And then David always responds with uh, his quick responses and he just wants to go inside and get warm. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, and they both come to the agreement that if uh, anything happens, it's David's fault. Which one's David? Redcoat? Redcoat is David, yes. David so, Naughton. So David is is the one who's saying we're going in here, even though the, and Jack is the Jack, one who's like, yeah, Jack's, I don't want to go in there. There's Jack's, a dead yes. wolf on the door. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I'm with Jack. Yeah. yeah, David, it's your fault. Besides, you're wearing a red puffy coat. They open up the door, and magically they're back in London. The actual interior of the yeah, yeah, you were pub, saying. yeah, is filmed mm-hmm. in London. I'll do more of that in the next minute because we actually go into that, and then the boys come in, and like uh, the, how old the are they supposed to be? They are supposed to be in their uh, mid twenties. Oh, okay, they look like okay. they're in their mid twenties. Yeah, yeah. I can buy that. Yeah, which I believe they both were because these this is also really close to the beginning of Sorry, both their careers. <laughs> Sorry, David Naughton had done some TV. Okay. And he actually had a little bit of a musical is career as well. Is he the famous well. one? Or is the other guy the famous? My mom said someone famous was in this. Well, the the, the two of them are kind of famous. I don't know. Well, Griffin... It's my mom. Griffin Dunn, this is his actually first movie okay. he's ever done. So, okay. yeah. And this is David Naughton's first starring role okay. in a movie. Well, sorry, technically second, but okay. first big movie and all that. So, So, basically, they walk into the pub... And like a record scratch, everyone pauses and stares at them. Which is a, you know, they still do that on all, if you watch Midsummer Murder, that happens all the time in England. And then uh, basically they both give a little bit of a greeting and then that's it for the minute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they do kind of stand out like sore thumbs and those puffy coats and everyone else is wearing like sheepskin and stuff. You're not a, you're not a big fan of the puffy coats, are you? I love puffy coats. Why are you, why are you so down on their puff, them wearing puffy coats? Those are really puffy coats. Those are like the old-fashioned, like, down-filled, like, weighs like, you know, oh, yeah. five pounds. Yeah, it was 81. And you do not want to get it It was wet. 81. No, I'm pretty sure you don't. If that is sodden, you're unhappy. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to matter much longer about how wet their jackets are in a little bit. But that's in later minutes. <gasps> spoilers. Yes, spoilers. It's, well, first of all, if they're listening to this without <laughs> actually watching the movie... <laughs> To Spoilers. begin with, yes, exactly. <laughs> Technically, if anyone's listening to this, they've already watched the movie, or they're watching it along with us. So, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But trying not to give too many spoilers. For I those don't have that any. Are... I don't remember this movie. I know you don't. All right. So this minute's uh, commentary track has uh, Griffin Dunn talking about. He's still uh, baffled about. John Landis giving him the job without knowing anything about him and putting the two of them together, the two of them meaning David and Griffin together, and how it ended up working. Uh, Plus the fact that he kept asking, are you claustrophobic? Mm. 
which he didn't understand until he was in those masks. That's how he puts it. There's a little bit of a pause as they're watching the sequence go on. And then uh, Griffin points out that there's a slaughtered lamb in uh, Griffin's neighborhood in New York. Oh, that's cool. And there's uh, pictures of them uh, both uh, hang there. Oh, that's cool. It, it is, actually, it is. I was just going into it. It is a high-concept bar. It's located at uh, 182 West 4th Street in New York, New York, under the slaughteredlamppub.com. It actually has a... It's, it's a bit of a pseudo-horror theme on mm. the inside, but still English pub stuff. There's a lot of <laughs> paraphernalia or whatnot centered around American World from London, but there's a lot of stuff you actually can play darts in the uh, the dungeon. Well, that's fun. Yeah, so, but uh, there's also a uh, Slaughtered Lamb pub in uh, Waterville, New York, as well. So, oh, but New the York one likes that, their slaughtered lambs. They do like their slaughtered lambs, yes. So, yeah, so there is a Slaughtered Lamb in New York City. So the script gives a little more detail of the East Proctor, of the East Proctor uh, area than what we actually get in the movie, at least at the beginning of the part, because it it details that it's brightly moonlit, and it consists of a few shops that are all closed. There's a petrol pump, and there's also the pub. Uh, David and Jack enter the middle of the town and look around. And once they approach the pub where the light and laughter comes from, uh, the exchange at the entrance is a little more drawn out than what we have in the actual movie. And now for some podcast theater. (laughs) The Slaughtered Lamb? Of course, The Slaughtered Lamb. Why else would they have a severed fox head on a spear as their symbol? That's a wolf's head. Of course, The Slaughtered Lamb. Why else would they have a severed wolf's head on a spear as their symbol? That's not a spear, that's a pike. A severed wolf's head on a pike as their symbol. David, before we go in there, I want you to know that no matter what happens to us, it's your fault. I assume full responsibility. Okay. Shall we? And that basically leads them to opening up the door, going inside. Uh, There's just... A quick little description that pretty much mirrors what's in the actual movie itself. And then that's what we got for the script. Now, as for the uh, audio drama, there is a little bit more actually even added. Uh, The conversation cuts short as they're in the middle of East Proctor already. Uh, There's no long walk and talk in this, obviously, because... You're doing a radio play, you got to carry it on. Uh, they're trying to figure out where they are. But like previously mentioned, that uh, this is actually the place where they were supposed to be, was the Slaughtered Lamb, because apparently it's a pub slash inn where they were going to spend their night. But of course, David's phone ran out, so they weren't actually able to secure lodging. So they're just going to go there to try and see if they could get a place. The conversation that was actually in the script about the Slaughtered Lamb and the symbol for the sign is uh, pretty much the same as in the script and then it just takes them to the uh, entrance of the pub as well and their hellos as well and that ends the little segment of the radio drama there 
All right, and on that note, it looks like we've come to the end of another episode of Welcome to the Slaughtered Lamb. So, Adrian, how'd you like your first episode? Okay, I'd just like to say that I feel very, oh, I can't think of the word, it starts with a V, validated by the fact that in the script for the radio play there, they mentioned that it's a pike, not, not a spear. Because when I saw that sign, I said to Troy that that was totally a pike. That's what this is all about. Validating Adrian. Yeah, that's right. That's what this whole entire podcast is about, is validating Adrian. <laughs> All righty then. You're not going to use that, are you? Yo, I'm totally going to use that. I'm not taking that out. This is what this is supposed to be about. Well, you are a crazy person. Okay, so I also want to give a shout out to the uh, podcast host that started this whole Movies by Minute phenomenon. This time it's uh, Pete the Retailer and Alex Robinson from the Star Wars Minute. That's how they were. Pete the Retailer is a good Pete the name. Retailer. Pete the Retailer is a good name, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good name. Yeah, it is. Uh, and there wouldn't uh, be this uh, supportive collective without them. And if you're interested, uh, visit the moviesbyminutes.com to check out all the ever-growing list of movie podcasts. At this time, I believe they're they're approaching 170 podcasts at this point. Like, like different, not like episodes, but different actual 170 different themes. Yep. Uh, movies. Yeah, movies. Individual movies. That's, like, that's amazing. Like I said, the Star Wars Minute guys have done yeah, all but three of the Star Wars movies. They've been at this for eons, it seems, sometimes. Some of the stuff you'd be interested in there. There's like, there's a really good Indiana Jones Minute one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back to Futures, a good one too so far. I have a question though. What's that? The hair is going to change, right? Like I don't know, maybe they're gonna, they're going to get rained on or something because his hair. I remember being much nicer than it was in the in this when they walk into the pub and he's got like this weird feathered action going on. I remember being quite curly, like a wet look, not this weird feather nonsense. Well, we'll see that in a future minute. Okay. And speaking of podcasts, be sure to subscribe to this particular podcast. So that you get notifications for each new episode. And also if you want to share and rate them with a positive review, that'd be cool too. And if you want to follow this podcast on the social medias, you can check out Planet Geek Pod, all one word, on Instagram and Twitter. Plus you can send an email to planetgeekpod at gmail.com. You got anything else you want to say to the uh, listeners right now, Adrian? This poor wolf. That poor wolf. The, the, the headless one. Yeah. Well, no. Well, he was a bodyless, bodyless one. Yes, a bodyless <laughs> one. Yeah. You know the oh. one of those guys mm-hmm. in the. Well, I guess we could talk about him in the next episode. But I'm pretty sure that one of those dirty-looking stunk guy guys. I'm pretty sure I've seen him on Midsummer Murders. I don't doubt that, Adrian. More than likely, you've seen all of them on Midsummer's Murders. Mid Midsummer's Murders. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. But we'll get into that more. Yeah, I'm into the sure. next minute. I don't think he was a murderer, but. I think he was a suspect. Okay. Spoilers if you watch Midsummer Murders. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Anything else? Speak now, forever. Hold your peace until at least the next Should episode. Collect a bingo card for Midsummer Murders, and we can knock, we can pick them off every time we see them on there. I'm sure that this will have tons of Midsummer Murder people on it. Probably. Yeah. It is filmed in in England. All right. So until next time, keep off the moors. Stick to the roads. Best of luck. Bom 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 bom